173. Propagation. So, how's things? Rain asked, painting targets one by one as the dog-sized lizards charged them. Radiance responded, beams of golden light lancing into each monster as he removed IFF's protection. The lair had turned out to be a cave system. It was ludicrously hot inside, the walls literally glowing with the heat. As for monsters, these firetail geckos were it. They were weak, but numerous, coming in a few different sizes. The flaming tails reminded Rain a bit of Charmander. But that was where the similarities ended. They had dark skin cracked with red, like magma beneath a crust of hardened rock. And they fought with tooth, claw, and fire from their tails. Truthfully, they weren't much of a threat. The walls were probably more dangerous. Oh, you know how it is. Carton said with a grunt. There was a crunch of shattering bone and a hiss of blood boiling as he slammed one of the lizards into the heated stone. Just doing me thing. This is a nice break. Getting right tired of walking, that's for sure. I'm getting tired of being carried, Rain replied, casually backhanding one of the monsters as it lunged for his face. He walked past it, leaving Radiance's beam to drill into its stony hide as he fended off its friends. It would only be a few more seconds before the spell finished with them, excluding those he'd left for Carten. I'd kill to be able to stretch my legs. Hey, I've been meaning to ask you, how are things with Ivona? Are you two still an item? For sure, Carten said happily, bringing his shields together then slamming their bottom edges down on the neck of a lizard, whose legs he'd just broken. The shields made the world's dullest guillotine, and there was a wet, crunching schlick as the creature's head was shorn from its body. She completes me. A woman after me own heart. Rain rolled his eyes as the last of the lizards succumbed to radiance. He dropped the spell, and the glow from the walls faded, no longer bolstered by his magic. A quick blast of Purify took care of the mess, and then detection pointed the way forward. You two are perfect for each other. It's truth, Carten agreed, and there was a scrape of metal as he hurried to catch up. Neither he nor Rain were bothering to collect any fallen tell or crists. Others would take care of that later. Velika ain't got nothing on her. I mean, sure, it ain't as exciting. Knowing she can't snap me bones by mistake if she gets real into it. But she's got more than enough spice in her kitchen to make up for that, if you know what I mean. You have issues, Carton, Rain said, chuckling to himself. Oh, and you're one to talk, Carton scoffed. Amelia, now, there's a woman that... You don't want to finish that sentence. More coming from the long tunnel to the left. Oi! Just how many lizard shits is in here anyway? Carten asked, raising his shields. I haven't bothered counting, Rain said, his eyes darting over the targets as one by one he mocked them for death. This lair is kind of basic. The heat seems to be the real- Ah! There's our prize. Firetail Gecko, level 7. Where? Carton asked, and Rain pointed. 
Oh, bit of a runt. Don't let your guard down. We're in here alone, remember? Come on, let's catch it, Rain said, walking forward. Radiant seared mercilessly into the other oncoming monsters, leaving the blue untouched. Interesting, he said, in no rush to close the distance. It's got the same name as the common ones, just like my musk wolf or your face stabber. Damn, I really wish detection was able to identify blues when they weren't apparent. That would be convenient, Cotton agreed, hunkering behind his shield as the blue crashed into it. It had outpaced its fellows by virtue of not having a golden death laser to contend with. Carten grunted in surprise, and there was a screech of metal scraping across stone as he pushed back. Aye, he shouted in indignation. Just keep it busy for a second, Carten, and don't break it. Ah, Carten shouted, and there was a blast of heat as the essence monster bathed him in a torrent of fire from its tail arced over its back like that of a scorpion. When the plume of flame faded, Carten was unharmed and unhappy. Ain't no fun left. That plate you gave me took all the danger out. That weren't no worse than a summer breeze. Issues, Rain repeated. Oh, hush your noise, Carten grumped. Rebound! This time it was the lizard's turn to hiss in surprise, as it bounced away from the impact, Rain pounced on the monster before it could recover, grabbing it by the leg and pulling it into a bear hug. Its claws scrabbled against his armor to no effect, and he was glad he'd left his cloak at the entrance. The light faded as he dropped radiance, the other geckos already dead. Been meaning to ask you, Carton said, standing and resting his shields on the ground having to raise his voice over the angry hissing and scrabbling of claws. Did you take a skill or something? To make you all... Carten gestured vaguely. That? Unless your arm is thicker than it seems, there's a lot of meat for your lady friend in there. Meat for my... Rain sighed, then shook his head as he bit off his reply. It's not worth it. Just saying, Carten said with a laugh. He walked over, then clapped Rain on the back with a shield, almost making him drop the lizard. I mean, hells, just look at you, little mouse all grown up. Rain snorted at the nickname as the lizard tried to bathe him in fire, managing only the tiniest puff, before he quashed its magic with suppression. He tightened his grip, but the monster didn't stop struggling. It never would, not unless it was completely out of stamina. It wasn't an animal that he could intimidate into submission. This one didn't have any intelligence, only instinct. It would never recognize that it posed no more danger to him than a buzzing fly. Rain looked up at Carten as the gecko continued to struggle against him. He'd searched his heart for regret over the creature's doom, but found only resolve. I suppose I am. Amelia tilted the cup sitting on the table in front of her, peeking underneath to count the faces shown on the nine six-sided dice beneath. Once she had them memorized, she set the cup back down, then looked at her opponents. One, two, she said, picking up a tell from the pile in front of her and tossing it into the center of the table. Two twos, 
Tallheart said, adding a tell of his own. Amelia looked at the third player at the table, more accurately, on it, then smiled. Dozer? Plop, 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 plop. Amelia chuckled to herself. Three threes. Go on, then. There was another pop as Dozer spat a towel over his cup to land with a cutter next to the others. Amelia looked back at Tallhard. Okay, I guess I'll have to say four twos, then. Five twos, Tallhart replied. Plop, 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 plop. Three threes again, Amelia said, patting the slime. Good job. Ah, ah, ah. You don't need to stake until the next hand. Wait, wait. That's a good boy. She looked back at Tallhart, ignoring the slime's invalid bid. She thought for a moment. Six fours. Hmm, Tallhart snorted. This game is uninteresting with only two. He hesitated, glancing at Dozer. Three players. So you challenge? Amelia asked. Tallhart snorted again. Seven twos. Challenge, Amelia replied instantly, smiling. Technically, Dozer should have been the one to do it, but some allowances had to be made. She lifted her cup, revealing her dice, not a single one with two pips showing. Silently, Tallhart turned over his own cup. Amelia raised an eyebrow, seeing that it did actually have a lot of twos. Four out of nine, in fact. Which didn't seem very likely. Rain could have doubtless told her the exact probability. If there was one thing she'd learned, it was not to play Rain at nine dice. She regretted teaching it to him. Plop. Dozer glommed onto the side of his cup, attempting to lift it, and Amelia quickly moved to help before he sent the dice tumbling everywhere. It turned out that Dozer had two twos, for a total of six when combined with Tallheart. Hmm, Tallheart rumbled, setting down his cup. You have won again. Thank you for your donation, Amelia said, sweeping up the tell from the centre of the table. They weren't actually playing for money, just to pass the time. One tell wasn't much of an ante, and these ones had technically come from Dozer. She still hadn't quite gotten over the shock of discovering that the tiny slime was literally making them out of nothing. She reached over to pat the slime before collecting its dice. Well, not nothing. He usually does it for a few hours after rain feeds him. It's probably either mana or essence. I wish I had mana sight right now so I could try to figure out which one. Another game, Tallheart asked. Sure, why not, Amelia replied, shaking Dozer's dice in his cup. Suddenly, she stopped mid-shake and looked up, having felt winter wash over her. He's back. Hmm, Tallheart replied. The three of them watched listened in Dozer's case, as Rain made his way over to them. Once he reached them, he plopped himself down into Dozer's unused chair, catching the ecstatic slime as it flung itself at his chest. Can I get in on this? he asked by way of greeting. No, no. Amelia and Tallheart replied together. Rain snorted, removing his helmet and placing it on the table. Come on, it's just basic statistics. 
and watching people. Tallheart's face is an open book. Tallheart performed one of his signature slow blinks. Why are you back so soon anyway? Amelia asked, hiding her smile. I thought you were going to clear the lair. I already did that, Rain replied, waving a hand. Don't worry, it wasn't that dangerous, just really, really hot. And I didn't go alone. Carten came with me. I see, Amelia said neutrally. It would have been safer without him. And what did you find? Rain smiled. We caught a level 7 blue. The first group of eight is already awakened, and Samson's going to take the next group in to clean up the loot before they break the core. They don't need me for that. Shouldn't you sound more excited? Amelia asked, observing him carefully. Oh, I am excited, Rain said, gracing her with a smile. It's great. It just isn't as simple as all that. You didn't have to deal with the politics leading up to it. Hmm, Tohart rumbled. We know better, Rain snorted. All the slots are settled now, at least. Tarney's still dead set on logistics beacon. He says he wants to follow in my footsteps, not retread them. He's taking the four seasons with Amplify and Extend, so he'll get to fall faster. It's still going to take ages. He hasn't made up his mind past that. Admirable, Tolhot said. This is what the company needs. Hmm. And you will no longer need to take them yourself. Rain shrugged. Yeah, but he's basically signing himself up to stay with Ascension forever. That's a reason beacons end up enslaved. Rain paused, considering his phrasing. Not that that's what he's going to... What we're going to... We know what you meant, Amelia said, smiling. I'm sure he doesn't see it that way. I know, Rain said with a sigh. It's just, if it really looked like we were going to starve out, you could still take fall. By the time food becomes a problem, the knives should have either given up or attacked already. Not that I'm hoping for that second one. It would be a relief, though, knowing. Hmm, Tohad said. I believe we have escaped pursuit. The Empire has better uses for their assassins. However, a belief such as mine only increases the threat. We cannot relax. Not until we have left the forest. Perhaps not even then. Tell me about it. Amelia said, leaning back in her chair and rubbing at her eyes. I was thinking we'd be fine if we just made it to the plains. But then I remembered Lightbreaker. He's not with them, obviously. But just because Rain can't get Val to talk, it doesn't mean Fetch will have that problem getting secrets out of his father. Val did tell me a few things, actually, Rain said. Wait, what? Amelia asked, straightening. When? Before the earthquake. I was going to mention it, but I got distracted and then, well, he shrugged. It didn't seem important compared to everything else that's been going on. Spill it, she said, using one of his expressions. Rain smiled. Fine, fine. It's a rare class called Contender of Light, and it boosts all light magic. When he took it, it created three brand new skill trees for him. Daybreak. Midlight and Nightfall. 
stealing the light skills he already had from their original locations. So yeah, recombination is a thing. Apart from that, the pretentious name, and the stupid solo requirement, it's about what you'd expect. It boosts the impact of focus like Mage does, and increases the cap for light skills by two across all three trees. Given his level, he can't see any skills past rank two, but there isn't anything he can see that would hide a group. I asked. If you want the full details, just check the book. The information is free to entrusted. Hmm, Torhart said. Interesting. And good to know. The Empire does not allow common soldiers access to Tier 3 skills. That restriction does not apply to knives. But I have never seen one use light magic. Their builds are rigid, with only minor variations. If they are not behind us when we enter the plains, it will be safe to let down our guard. As much as that is ever wise. Right, Rain said, nodding. Lightbreaker has been working for the Empire for a long time. So, if his build was spreading to the extent that they could hide armies without him, I'd think we'd have heard about it. Just what is his deal anyway? What's Fetch got on him? You haven't asked Val, Amelia said. Rain sighed. Of course I've asked. He doesn't know. Other than the build, it's like Lightbreaker and the father Val remembers are two completely different people. I wouldn't rule out mind magic. Fetch's an Omni-Mage, right? Hmm, Tolhot replied. A warrior as well. And an artisan. Even I do not know what his class is in truth. In the Empire... None doubt that the protentate's skill extends that of a master in all crafts. Damn cult of personality. God-emperor bullshit, Rain said, rubbing his eyes. How are we even supposed to deal with that? Relax, Rain, Amelia said, reaching over to lay a hand on his shoulder. It's not our place to deal with that. We just need to get away. Right, Rain said placing his hand atop hers. Obviously, you're right. Matrice will stop him. Or Kev. Okay, maybe not Kev. Amelia chuckled, squeezing his shoulder before breaking the contact. So, are we going to have any new contenders of light now that Val's talking? Rain looked down at Doza, who was still clinging happily to his breastplate. He pulled the slime free with a sucking sound, then placed him back on the table and began petting him to keep him there. No. There are three problems with that. First, the class is rare, so it's locked down to entrusted, after I lost that vote. Second, the stupid solo requirement. And third, we've already filled that niche, so the credit threshold is really high. The same applies to Cold Mage. Maria's talking too, if you didn't know. She sold her class info, so she could afford the respec. She's been much more cooperative since then, but... He paused, looking around and lowering his voice. Speaking candidly, I'm worried that she'll leave once we get to Three Cliffs. Her and the others who didn't want to be entrusted. Until she does, though, I can't justify lowering the price for her slot. 
I hear you on that. But I think she might surprise you, Amelia said. Rain nodded. I hope so. Anyway, as for the other rare classes, True Jack has that damn waiting period, so nobody really considered it. We did get a monolith, though. Giggs went with Tortugo. Amelia nodded. Yeah, I overheard him arguing about it with Stavo earlier this morning. Should be interesting. Tollhart can make stuff to help him deal with the imbalance. She jerked her thumb at Tollhart. Speaking of this guy, are we going to have another runic powersmith? Ellis, Rain said, nodding. As a metal worker, anyway. I don't know that anyone will be able to meet the requirements for the evolution. They're a little insane. Hmm, Tollhart rumbled. Rain smiled, but then sighed as he reached up to rub at his neck. Certain people aren't thrilled with me about slot picks. They're blaming me for overpricing the rare classes, calling me a hypocrite. As if it wasn't the council heads that decided on the rules while we were gone. As if they didn't vote to confirm them. You joke, but you two really are smart to stay out of it. I'm sure they'll get over it, Amelia said with a shrug. They know what they signed up for, and you have to admit, the new rules make more sense than your original ones. Sorry, but it's true. Rain nodded. You don't need to be sorry. I freely admit that I was short-sighted about a few things. That's why I wanted this to be a democracy. Well, one reason. Anyway, none of this will matter unless we can find ourselves a place away from all this insanity. We need time for Ascension to get on a firmer footing. And for that, we need to get off this damn continent as soon as possible. Can you take me up now to get a look at those planes? I want to see how far it is to the ocean. Stupid, dark-age, lazy-ass, finger-painting cartographers. Sure, Amelia said, not bothering to hide her smile this time. Later, I actually wanted to work on my soul this afternoon. I feel like I've been slacking. Tallheart's going to beat me at this rate. Tallheart rumbled, about that. Amelia whipped her head around to stare at him. True to Rain's words, the civilian's face said it all. You... Hmm, Tallheart rumbled. The Eva incident. And you didn't tell us about it until now? Rain exclaimed, practically knocking the table over as he lurched to his feet. Tallheart gave him another of his signature slow blinks. It did not seem important compared to everything else that has been going on. Rain spluttered in consternation at having his own words fed back to him. Dozer, meanwhile, dropped from the table to collect the dice that had been sent tumbling by his outburst. Watching this, Amelia laughed, pushing aside her disappointment at losing, and her shame at feeling disappointment instead of only happiness for her friend. Reaching up, she grabbed Rain's arm and pulled him back into his chair, before returning her attention to Tallhard. Congratulations. Really. Now tell me exactly what you did. I can't believe he waited so long to tell us, Rain sent to Dosa, petting the slime vigorously as he paced back and forth. He saw Lily? I mean, what? That's not how it works at all. And why wasn't she there the next time? Did he just hallucinate her or something? No, it has to be more than that. He's having, like, a vision quest or something? Step one, 
Get out of the workshop. Step two, reconcile with your lost love. Step three, conquer the tower of inner trials. Ah, so confusing. Tall brother, Dozer sent. Rain blinked, stopping to lift the slime in front of his eyes. Yes, that's who I'm talking about. What about him? Rain King? Angry? Tall brother? Rain blinked. Wow, that was almost a sentence. Nice work. Doze's elation at being praised flooded into Rain, and he smiled despite himself. He could still feel the slime's curiosity beneath, so he answered the question. No, I'm not angry at him. I'm happy and annoyed at the same time, on top of being generally stressed. Rain concentrated, sending the complicated emotion. This. He waited. Eventually, Dozer seemed to come to a conclusion. Human is confused. It's our racial power, Rain replied, looking up as he heard a polite woof. Cloud was looking at him expectantly, with Roma's cat Nibs curled up on his fluffy back. Rain blinked, then smiled. Playtime already? Cloud chuffed again, his tail wagging precisely twice. Meanwhile, Dozer practically detonated with excitement as he realized who had come to visit. He launched himself from Rain's hands, leaping for Cloud and slamming into the dog's side like a gooey meteor. Cloud hopped back, dislodging Nibs with a yowl, and then the three of them were off, chasing each other and leaving a trail of chaos through the camp. Rain snorted, his troubles fading momentarily into the background. At least it's not dust this time. Though if Cloud doesn't stop growing soon, there's hardly going to be a difference. Seriously, that dog has got to be part moose. I thought you said you were going to be quiet, Amelia said suddenly. Rain jumped, then winced as he looked over at her. She was seated cross-legged nearby with her eyes closed. Torhart was there too, already inside his soul. Or, more likely, simply ignoring the disturbance. Don't blame me. Rain said after a moment. That was all Cloud's fault. Amelia cracked open one eye to give him a look. Blaming the dog? Really? Tell me who is it, exactly, that's making the animals around here so odd? Point, Rain replied, smiling. Come sit, Amelia said, closing her eye again and patting the ground next to her. You have soul stuff to do too. Don't I know it, Rain said moving toward her. He hadn't made nearly as much progress as he'd hoped, it was true. The need to use velocity precluded getting any work done during the day. When he'd been trapped in soul space, he'd been able to control his spells freely, subject to input lag. Being inside his soul was different. Only recently had he managed to keep winter without disrupting his meditation. Something like velocity was utterly out of the question. Further, once he was in his soul, that was it. Winter would stay running if he did it right. But there was no turning it off or switching to something else, not even with a macro. His entire script layer needed to be re-initialized every time he returned to his body. Sitting beside Amelia with a sigh, Rain crossed his legs and summoned his interface. Before he got to work, he had a few other things to take care of. Typing in a few commands, he pulled up his copy of Ascension's roster, then set about updating the status of the new Awakened. When he was finished, 
He sorted the results by level and filtered the list. If there was one thing he'd made progress on while traveling, it was his spreadsheet application. Roster.ods Total members, 121. To do, standardized class naming convention. Entrusted, 24. Hashtag to do, maybe just leave untranslated. Trusted, 27. Aspirant, 70. Awakened members, 45. Cumulative level, 262. Average level, 2.17. Name, Torhart, level 27. Runic Powersmith. Amelia, 31. Uncertain Savior. Rain, 25. Dynamo. Jameis, 12. Arcane Mysteries Mage. Car 10, 12. Shield Turtle. Starvo, 10. Swordsman. Spell Sword. Val, 8. Contender of Light. Maharia, 7. Cap, 15. Cold Mage. Corin, 7. Geomancer. Ava, Lek, Annie. 7. Pyromancer. Mlemlek Kolati, 7. Swordsman. Samson Dar, 6. Swordsman. Reason, 6. Chemist. Myth, 6. Alchemist. Kettle, 6. Pyromancer. Bruce, 5 out of 9. Diviner. Molo, 5 out of 9. Artificer. Jeweler. Largo. Lager, 5 out of 9. Heavy Turtle. Frederick, 5 out of 9. Brawler. Pacifist. Clubs, 5 out of 9. Hydromancer. Quick Hand Telen. 5 out of 9, Rogue. Vanna, 5. Elemental Enhancer. Tahir, 5. Healer. Stint, 5. Sharpshooter. Sheena, 5. Woodsmith. Bowyer. Roma, 5. Runescribe. Merrick, 5. Healer. Lynn, alias Draves, 5. Staff Defender. Haynes, 5. Sharpshooter. Ivona, 5. Shield Turtle. Nails. 0 out of 9, Mentalist. Melanie, 0 out of 9, Chemist, Potion Maker. Giggs, DeWigan, 0 out of 9, Tortugo. Emerton Sale, 0 out of 9, Aeromancer. Ellis, 0 out of 9, Metalworker. Tarni, 0 out of 9, Logistics Beacon. Belson, 0 out of 9, Hurler. Ujesh, 0 out of 7, Tamer. Delphina, 0 out of 7, Beam Mage. Smelt, 0 out of 7. Utility Meta Mage. Shortcrossed. Joyana, 0 out of 7. Spear Wielder. Ron Taran, 0 out of 7. Acid Mage. Asa Bomancer. Cal, Kalman, 0 out of 7. Elemental Inhibitor. Gardener, 0 out of 7. Tracker. Finn, Finn Boggy, 0 out of 7. Arcane Shifter. Despite his lingering stress, Rain smiled. Ascension was working. All but a handful of the original members were now awakened. With their overall membership, he put their combined power on the level of the Felsidanis Guild, excluding Halgrave, naturally. Even better, they had a much broader and well-rounded set of abilities. They lacked some of the higher-level classes, of course, such as the Translocationist, but of what was available at Bronze, they had their bases covered. They had warriors, defenders, and combat mages of all elements, even dark, though only through Shroud and Ray of Eclipse. 
They had healers, an enhancer, an inhibitor, a tracker and a diviner. More importantly, they had workers. As Ascension's armory grew, so too would their unawakened members grow in capability. They would learn to use the weapons the crafters made, not just generally, but with actual cutters guiding their hands. Both Samson and Lin were still holding their classes, though only the most able-bodied had the energy for them when they stopped each night. That would change once their flight was ended. And then there was engineering. The generator, light bulbs, telescopes, airships. Rain paused, then sighed. He was getting distracted, not to mention ahead of himself. With a flick of his wrist, he closed out the window in front of him, replacing it with his progress report. Long-term plans were great, but he couldn't lose track of his more immediate goal. Progress report, marker 1, marathon 2, 3061, promise 2, 642, marker 2, sales delving, 3061, promise 10, 1208, span, 8.2 days. Character, none. Skills, chemical ward 5 to 10. Suppression, 5 to 10. Tolerance, recovery 71 to 77. Vigor, 113 to 114. Focus, 198 to 200. Clarity, 181 to 200. Attribute buff, 254 to 268. Speed, 4 to 7. Synchronization, strength, 17.3 to 20.6. Endurance, 6.6 to 7. Focus, 48.4 to 50. Perception, 9.6 to 9.7. The only skill left to level was Mental Ward, which was still languishing at level 1. That wouldn't last. With Nails investing in psionics, Rain would soon have the training partner he needed. Nails would start off weak, but with Winter he would grow stronger quickly, eliminating the need for Amelia to compromise her build. Rain wasn't worried about his mind being damaged, let alone red. In the days to come, Nails would be the one with the headache. As for the rest of what the dialogue had shown him, progress was slowing to a halt. He was reaching his limit. He could no longer maintain his stat boosts at twenty past his cap, as had been his custom. It wasn't just that he'd maxed out the malleable ring, though there was that. Torhart would have gladly made him an upgraded version had he asked. It simply wouldn't do him any good before Silver. For whatever reason, Rain was able to push past his level-defined limit, but only so far. His soul could take it. It was his body that couldn't keep up. At 250 stats applied, he felt nothing. At 270, he felt only a slight, familiar warmth and even then only if he exerted himself for far too long. At 290, however, achieved by borrowing some of the new stat rings from the armory, the heat was excruciating, searing the inside of his skeleton mercilessly. It was bearable, if only just, but pushing through it was a pointless risk. There was still work to be done without going that far. However, Bringing his individual tolerances up to snuff was of secondary importance, so his heart wasn't really in it. For now, there was one, and only one thing that he needed to concentrate on. And here I am thinking about it when I should be doing it.
Banishing his interface with a thought, Rain looked at Amelia beside him, a veneer of frustration marring her beautiful features. Beside her, Torhart sat placidly, his face in contrast, a perfect picture of stoic serenity. Rain reached out, gently taking Amelia's hand. She stiffened, startled at the contact, then opened her eyes. What is it? Rain smiled softly, then settled their clasped hands on the dirt between them, looking forward. He closed his eyes, then exhaled. You can do it, he said, no doubt in his voice, for he had none. Just let yourself go. He squeezed her hand gently. He could feel the warmth of her skin against his, not blocked by the cold and lifeless metal between. I won't let you float away. Amelia snorted, squeezing back. Cheesy. Rain smiled but didn't let go. And after a moment, Amelia took a deep breath, then exhaled, matching her breathing to his. As Rain drifted down toward his soul, he focused on the comforting presence of her fingers, interlaced with his. She would get there. It was only a matter of time.